This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hello, everybody. It is a Monday. We're here, Aragon. We are committed to this radio station. I would say... If you have a regular shift, maybe 9 to noon, and you didn't do your regular shift, I think you should be fired. How about that hot take? 2023, if you have the 9, Jordana was there. Dave was there. What was that bottom feeder? Was he there? Wasn't. Nope. He wasn't. Nope. I, I thought you were going to say censure, uh, and I was going to agree with that, but fired? Ooh. Gone. I think you could convince me. Behead him. Well, that's a little strong. Town Square. Where is the Town Square? Uh, Minneapolis. I think it'd be right in front of the uh, the government center, right? That's what I was thinking. We've got the little pool well, there. Can I be the town crier? <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. Hear ye, hear ye. You have to get you a nice big he- bell. Yes. Yes. Well, there's a joke there, but I'll leave it alone. Bill Carter, who's joined us many, many times over the years, longtime television critic for New York Times, author of The Late Shift, Letterman Leno, CNN, and he's a great radio guest on the passing of a true trailblazer, Barbara Walters. That's an overrated term or word, wouldn't you say? Dave, that people, this is trailblazing, or he's a trailblazer. Barbara Walters changed opportunities for female journalists unlike anyone else. And so Bill Carter is going to join us later this hour. They're just bizarre. They they are just weird. I I'm trying to think of another team in my lifetime of observing Minnesota sports close to the 2022-23 Minnesota Vikings. I'll go with the joke like everybody went with yesterday. Hey, Dave, they're still 11-0 in one one score game. (laughs) That's right. That's exactly right. Right? But we just – and the Eagles won, as we said at the time, 24-7 doesn't do justice 
to that fuck kicking by the Eagles early in the season. Then you have the Cowboys. The lads were edged that day, 40-3. to And then yesterday, when it really mattered, it was really 41-3. to And then it was just uh, natives of Green Bay. People in the stands were playing for the Packers. And the Vikings made it 41-17. I nailed my prediction, I said, right before game time. Hey, this isn't complicated. Vikings are a good team. The Packers are mediocre. Vikings win. How'd that work out? You were off. I just uh, I just missed that one <laughs> by a little bit. So we are um, we're two weeks away from the tournament as the big tune. I called it. Bill Parcells. Do we see Parcells anymore? He doesn't. He's kind of a recluse. We had we had a bit of a, a Parcells touch in town for a while because he and Zimmer were close. Mm-hmm. But uh, Parcells is given a lot of credit for calling it the tournament, uh, especially when he was with the Giants and then the other success he had with the uh, the Jets and the Cowboys. So they're two weeks away, and if he asked me today, do I trust him? No, I don't trust him. Yesterday at 3.20, I put out a tweet that said the Vikings are a good team. Think about the opportunity. They missed yesterday, Dave. Uh, Gardner Minshew is no Jalen Hurts. And so the uh, New Orleans Saints defeat the Philadelphia Eagles. And all of a sudden, if the Vikings beat a mediocre team, and that's who the Packers are, they're a mediocre team. They are tied with the Philadelphia Eagles for the number one seed. Obviously, Philly has a tiebreak since we talked about the bucking. So you're thinking, now, wait a second. As weird as this year has been, Vikings beat the Packers, go to Chicago, and beat a team that is, well, they're just the Bears, like always. And Philly plays the Giants. The hometown club could finish the year 14-3, and and the road runs through the most overrated stadium in the state, U.S. Bank State. You also had points during that game. Had the Vegas Raiders. Led by, I don't know, Jim Plunkett or somebody quarterback. Jarrett Stidham. Beating the 49ers. So you're thinking. Whoa, block the punt. Got the ball inside the five. Take the lead. Weather's beautiful. It's it's not out. It's not, you know, freezing outside. It's not going to affect you. You win the game, and you're right in the hunt for number one, and you really secure number two. Did any of that happen, Dave Harrigan? I think we missed out on those opportunities, Chad. Yes, I think so. Was it in a subtle way? No. No one could not claim subtlety no. <laughs> yesterday. No. It was a very loud, a very thumping sound. Oh, yeah. 
So I, I was, you know, it's too hard, I guess, to compare baseball, basketball, and hockey because they played just so many damn games. But I was looking back today. There's not a Vikings team like this where they're setting an NFL record for 11 and 0 in one score games. Two of the three or four most memorable regular season game ever. The kind of the playoffs is a little bit different. But what happened down by 20 against, we thought, a great Buffalo team. It's still a team that uh, is going to get uh, home field if they uh, end up winning these last couple games. And then the greatest comeback in NFL regular season history against the Dolts. But then they get crushed. There's, There's no team like this, Dave. Can you think of any team where it's been... Buck kicking, drama filled, historic. You have no idea what's going. If you want to sit down and say, entertain me, surprise me, I don't know what's going to happen. These guys, <laughs> these guys are trailblazers. They're not quite Barbara Walters, but this team is trailblazing. Yeah, you said there's no Vikings team like this. There's no NFL team in history like this. I can confidently say that. To yes. have, as you said, 11 games that could have gone either way, that all fell your way, one thumping that you were responsible for, that being the Green Bay game week one, and then four butt kickings the other way that you weren't in the game at all, basically from the start. No. You nailed it. So for the fans, you can text me or call me. Can you sit back and enjoy this? Does it provide you too much anguish? Are you absolutely loving this? Are you perpetually baffled? And how about this, the most important question of all? Do you trust them starting in two weeks? Because I don't know how you can trust them. Because you you have no outlet when it looks like you're playing the Giants. And we know what an entertaining game that was. And the Giants are a pretty good team. How can you trust this team the way they lost in the manner in which they lost in those four games? Because I, to me, the answer is absolutely positively no. You cannot trust them. But could they win the first couple games in crazy fashion? Sure. They've demonstrated that on a regular basis. Let me know through phone call or text. 651-461-9226. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I got to admit, I'm not a big fan of this song. Should I be? No, you don't have to be. No. All right. I'm confused. What is the theme January 2nd? Well, we're here. All of planet Earth taking the day off. Not us. Yeah. We are here. We're here at the salt mine getting it done. Management, I believe, asked me, I think they asked you, too, to take the day off, and we both said, no, can't do it. The people need us. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, this is, of course, I'm so excited by the Pointer Sisters. Anita Pointer yep. passing away over the weekend. So we've got some Pointer Sisters tunes Pointer as Sisters. well as some Modest Mouse tunes because they sadly lost their drum, uh, drummer, Jeremiah Green, oh, uh, to cancer at the age of 45. So we'll be mixing in a little bit of both throughout the show today. I like it. I like it. Um, we did have a caller. Why don't you describe uh, our caller as we're talking about the Vikings? Because I'm sure um, his view is reflective. I'm going to say about 24% of Vikings fans, about mm. one in four. Well, I think the other three quarters that are missing the boat. He says what the – well, he, he spoke truth. He spoke truth to me in uh, the fact that this game was clearly fixed. There's no other way around it. <laughs> Uh, severe lack of penalties called against Green Bay. Only a couple. I mean, you can't call pass interference on Green Bay at Lambeau Field. I think we all know that's a rule. Uh, mm-hmm. And the fact that the NFL just, you know, they they want they want Aaron Rodgers and you know the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field to be seen in the playoffs. Of course. I mean, I don't know why I didn't mention that earlier. Can we get to Rodgers here? And a lot of texts coming in. We'll get to those before uh, we finish up again. Uh, Bill Carter. Outstanding television critic, long time with uh, New York Times, 20-some years, author of, uh, and it turned into a great HBO movie also, The Late Shift on Letterman versus Leno. <clears throat> Bill covered Barbara Walters for decades, became pretty good friends with Barbara Walters too. So Bill Carter will be excellent in 10, 12 minutes from now. Uh, Nance and Romo, I enjoy them. I don't need to turn them off. There's no giant conspiracy. However, when the aging superstar, and you know I've said this forever, whether it's the player or the team, I'm all in on the aging superstar and one more chance. But over and over and over again, we were talking about A-Rod yesterday. He was, what was he, 0 to 10, like a 6 yesterday? <laughs> he didn't I have got to be much more. No, no, obviously yes. he could have been a two and they would have won the game. Yes, he, he did not carry the team to victory, but he was he was fine. Fine. He was decent. He didn't screw up. But there weren't like four or five vintage Aaron Rodgers plays. And that is where, especially national TV, gets so fascinated by. 
if it's the star. And I get it. Here, Brady's back in the playoffs. Rodgers might be back in the playoffs. You know, they just matched up a couple years ago. They went out the same weekend last year. You're allowed to evaluate the situation on its own and say it was about the running game. It was about the Vikings screw-ups. And it wasn't, man, oh, man, the fourth greatest quarterback of all time. Aaron Rodgers carried him. He was in the passenger seat, Harrigan. Didn't cause any issues. He was in the passenger seat. One of the texters is uh, saying, let me get this. uh, uh, Let's see. We need to get used to the Vikings games. That's just the way they've played their games for 50-plus years. I think that's such a lazy, a bit of analysis. No, judge it by this year. No team, you're right, Dave, is that Minnesota, in the history of the NFL, has played a season like this where it's they've won more one-score games. They have the greatest comeback for a regular season. They've also been absolutely annihilated in these games. You shouldn't trust them, but you also think if they play the Giants, Harrigan, and they're down by 17 in the third quarter, there's a part of you thinking, I've watched this before. So they might come back and win the game. Yeah. There's not any team in the history of the league who has done that. So to say, oh, this is just another normal Viking team. No. No, you're wrong. Uh, Jefferson uh, was neutered by Jair Alexander and help. I think it's pretty clear on that. It wasn't just Alexander, who's who's a very good cornerback. And is mouthy, and I like it. Give me, give me some of that. Uh, where did you stand when he did the gritty right afterwards? Did, uh, when Jefferson could have made a great play in that one, but Alexander had his right hand in there. Were you bothered when Alexander went with the gritty? Did you have your Helga horns on, or were you very upset at that point? No, no, I'm. I am all for taking somebody's celebration and using it to uh, taunt a little bit. Absolutely, I'm all for it. I am also, but I'll say this. The way they call it, I would assume that's taunting, the way they call it this year. It doesn't bother me. I think we should have more taunting. I think taunting is fun. Although I say that, and then we had, is it Kayvon, is it Thibodeau, the high draft choice by the Giants, when he tackles Nick Foles, who looks like he might be seizing on the ground, and he's doing the snow angels. Again, that's a, that's an example of bad spatial awareness. I don't think that's the time for the celebration when the quarterback is laid out the way he was. Well, I'm kind of a hypocrite, though, because I've told you I'm sick of the defense running down <laughs> to the end of the field after every turnover. See, the Packers avoided that when in the interception they just ran the ball. <laughs> <laughs> into the end zone. That's exactly. Yeah, they did it. Uh, they did it within the confines of the play, which is nice for everybody because then we can kill a little more clock. Among the texts coming in, Vikings are entertaining. However, sometimes frustrating. I take the Vikings this season over the, over the Wolves any day of the week. Yeah, the Wolves are the Wolves' performance over the weekend losing to Detroit was embarrassing, and this year has been colossal. So far this season, they have uh, colossally. Underachieved. The Vikings aren't even close uh, to to what the Timberwolves are doing uh, this season. 
Let's see. What else should I get to before we uh, get the heck out of here? How do you have 10 men on the field for like 20 seconds, Harrigan? I mean, at some point, I was looking for the ghost of Bernsey, who once coached the Green Bay secondary to run the field. How could they have 10 guys? Now, a number of excellent cheap shots on Twitter who said, would it really have mattered, whether it was 12 or 14? But if you want to sum up the Vikings defense when number of players are looking over the sidelines and nobody can react to get a uh, to get an 11th man on the field, uh, that was not a good look, to say the least. Barbara Walters, what a truly amazing career. Bill Carter talks about Barbara Walters when we come back on WCCO. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. It is an absolute given. Uh, She is a legend. She is truly a trailblazer. None of those words, which at times are overused and become cliche, apply in a trivial way to Barbara Walters. She is legit in all those ways and so many more. Barbara Walters, news breaks Friday night. She's passed away at the age of 93. Bill Carter has joined us many times over the year. He is excellent on the radio. New York Times, New York Times reporter for twenty-five plus years, excellent work on CNN, including what was an excellent documentary series, story of late night, and also four books, including one of the best on late night television ever, The Late Shift, and Bill Carter. You can follow Bill at WJ Carter on Twitter. Bill is now with us on the John Schuster Caldwell Backer Hotline. Always a pleasure, sir. She she had so many brilliant aspects of her career. But if I said to Bill Carter, peak Barbara Walters is, what do you say? Uh, uh, the most competitive person I ever met, I'd say. <laughs> uh, and by the way, thanks for that introduction and nice to be with you again. Uh, so Barbara was fiercely uh, determined person. Her drive was <clears throat> really extraordinary, and it had to be. I mean... You look at what she had to put up with in the early days of television, and it seems almost like it couldn't possibly have been this bad for a woman, but it was that bad. I mean, it, was, it was like when she was on the Today Show, initially on the Today Show, and began starting to get you know uh, some credibility, she could not ask a question on the air until her male co-host had asked three questions. That was I saw a that. rule. A guy, Bill, a guy named Frank I mean, McGee, I've never heard... Of Frank McGee, and I I saw that, just shook my head. Well, Frank McGee was a very well-respected TV journalist of his time. He was. And he, but he was, like many of these guys, an egomaniac. And he was, he didn't want this woman, you know, (laughs) elbowing her way in. And she, you know, was obviously a person who was formidable. So he wanted a way to keep her down. And that was, that crazy rule tells you everything about what she had to overcome. So let's talk about when she makes the the transition and she's hired at ABC 
and she now is going to co-anchor yeah. the evening news with Harry Reisner, who is also a heavyweight, very recognizable. Yes. Barbara is recognizable from the Today, uh, from her work with the Today Show. She's going to get paid a million dollars a year. How that worked out for her and how Reisner and others in the news industry were treating her at the time, this is in the mid-'70s. It was really astonishing because it sounds a million dollars really today it probably goes to like you know a local anchor at a big market, not a network anchor. All of them make many multiple millions and have for years. But at the time, that figure was so big and it was bigger than like Walter Cronkite was making, you know. So it got a huge amount of attention. And the whole idea of putting a woman as an anchor was enormous. It's an enormous story. So there was a massive amount of focus on her. And Reasoner wanted nothing to do with her and did everything he could to freeze her out, totally freeze her out, and basically try to say that, you know, she should be covering, like, you know, the cooking stories or things like that. Because and it, there was just that whole attitude toward, you're not, you're not a serious journalist if you're not a man at the time. And Walters, who was a very determined woman, also was rather an insecure woman in a lot of ways. And it really weighed on her, it really did weigh on her that she was being called the, you know, this lightweight and, you know, she couldn't do anything serious. And when they finally wound up, you know, breaking that up because it was literally hostile on the air and Rune yeah, Arledge. I saw some of the footage. Of it, it's it, obvious it was, it's hostile. Yeah. It's so, it's so, it was so hostile. He had to break yeah. it up. And Barbara thought her career was over. She thought, you know, you know, I, I failed at this. My career is over, but that's really what kicked her into a new gear because then she said, well, you know, I can do interviews. That's what I do. And I'm going to make, you know, I'm going to go after these big, big interviews and prove I can do them. And that's when she started to get all these big newsmakers and stars and things like that and really established that that second half of her career. So let's talk about that second half of her career. And it became so much a part of her career with the interviews. Did did she automatically want to do that? Was she skeptical? Was did, was did she feel like she was admitting failure? It would turn out to be anything but failure. Just these legendary interviews with Nixon, Sadat, and Begin, president after president, star after star. Yeah. But did she? When you mentioned her insecurity, did she have any hesitancy about moving away from what, at the time, what she had aspired to do? Yeah, I think so. But I also think she knew she was good at that. And and she observed that uh, the way television interviews were done in those days was extremely dry, you know, very, very dry. Yes. And she thought, OK, uh, I will I will have a more personal touch with this. Not, and not just with the stars. She did it with, you know, Carter, famously, Jimmy Carter yeah. and many others where she would ask these questions that were a l- little more personal, that you know. And that tried to dig a little deeper and could be could be more revealing. Well, when I asked you about peak Barbara Walters, I was wondering if you might say this, because here's Richard Nixon who leaves um, about to be, you know, yeah, thrown out of office, yeah. he leaves yeah. on his own and he doesn't talk to anybody for years and years and years in America. But he finally sits down with Barbara and she was just brilliant in asking questions to Nixon and showing Nixon, speaking about insecurity, showing showing the country again who Dick Nixon really was. Yeah, and, and, that, and that was a perfect one for her because there's a guy who can't just hide behind 
you know, his, uh, you know, PR people or, you know, I'm the president, you can't ask me things like that. He's now a vulnerable character. He has something that she can probe. And she would find that and look for that. And definitely, you know, with a guy like Nixon, you you can peel, if you were skilled at it, you could peel him back and you get mm-hmm. those layers of sort of grievance and resentment and and emotion there. And that was that was one of her skills. And obviously, she was criticized for that as well, because, you know, a lot of people say, oh, for God's sake, she just is in, is in the business of making people cry. And she she hated when she'd hear that. She'd say that to me and she'd say, you know, I'm not trying to make them cry. If I ask a question, it gets emotional. But frankly, she really knew she could do that, and it was effective television. And you could always tell, because if she scored somewhere where someone was getting emotional, the camera would zoom right in on the person, and, and like they would exploit that. And I would sit with her. I did it because I did a big uh, cover story on the New York Times Magazine about her. So I spent time with her preparing for interviews, and she sat in her incredibly palatial apartment in New York, and with her staff, and she had these questions, and she'd say, and she would look for one. She said, "Well, is that going to get him, you know, to really reveal reveal himself?" And and she was looking for those moments, really, really searching for those moments, which would make the the the, the interview different. And she would do it with anyone. She'd do it with Gaddafi, mm-hmm. for goodness' sake. Yeah, you know, like right. really, right. you know, you know, despots. You know, she would she would do the same thing, and they seemed to react to her. And I always found it. Rather fascinating because Barbara was not like she, – she wasn't a woman who, when she walked in the room, everyone would look at her and things like that. It was just that she had a, a way of creating intimacy in an interview, and that was her great skill. Anthony Hopkins, who I interviewed for the piece, said to me, it was, it was like – it's scarily intimate. I, I, I didn't expect it. I just, I just didn't think that would happen. And I'm talking to her, and I realized – this is incredibly intimate, this conversation. I don't know how it got here. And that's sort of the way it worked with her. It didn't always work, obviously. There were people that would resist that and, mm-hmm. and wouldn't really reveal themselves. And that would frustrate her, very much frustrate her. But for the, for the people that really that, that it was effective with, it, it was a unique skill. And I think other women and other interviewers tried to do it, but forced it. And you can't force it. It has to just sort of happen organically. And she was very skilled at doing that. Bill Carter is with us. You can follow Bill on Twitter at WJ Carter. Uh, covered, uh, has covered television shows and anchors for decades. Four books, including one I absolutely still love, The Late Chef, talking about Barbara Walters. Now, you mentioned in a tweet that because of what you just said, yes. covering her and then living in New York, that you had a chance to get to know Barbara, maybe a little bit better than a lot of your other subjects. For folks who saw Barbara and knew Barbara Walters away from television, away from the view, whatever it might be, what would we have seen right. different Barbara Walters, the non-television person, from Barbara Walters on TV? Well, I've mentioned some of the insecurity. You would definitely see that. You would see that very self-conscious about things, self-conscious about her speech impediment, right? That yeah. she, she, you know, she had that R and, and W speech impediment. But the main thing that struck me when I finally sort of had, to, you know, six or eight times when I was like, you know, in, in, a, in her apartment with her staff or she would show me pictures of, of her career or whatever, she was very flirtatious. <laughs> I know this is amazing to think of, but 
like she and, and she, that's one of the things she gets. She has these messages from like Fidel Castro about you know oh that time we spent together. She was just, there was just something of the way she approached men that was a little old fashioned. You know she was pretty old fashioned. She was born not very long after my mother and and but she certainly was a different character. She had she she had this flirtatious style. You know, her father had been in sort of in show business and owned a famous nightclub. She'd been around stars her whole life. She had a, a way of communicating with them that made them feel like she was one of them, you know, and, and they were comfortable. And she, and she was able to exploit that. But, but it was really interesting because my wife noticed it. I, I did an event with her. I, I was on stage at the Times and interviewed her. And so we were in the green room and my wife came and I'm introducing my wife to her. And she says something like, you know, I'm really crazy about your husband. And my wife is laughing, thinking, "This, this is this is like your mother." <laughs> like, like but she just—that's that's sort of how she she handled it. And it's—I think that would be very surprising to people if they spent time with her. They they they'd see that side of her. Bill, I always enjoy the time. Thank you uh, so much for uh, coming on with us, and I can assure you, we'll reach out again. All right. Well, I enjoy it always. So call anytime. Bill Carter, again, give him a follow, at W.J. Carter. I'll uh, remind you how The View said goodbye to Barbara Walters because, again, I don't think that could be topped either. We'll get to that in a matter of minutes. Don't forget, early next hour, overrated, underrated, properly rated here on CCO. That's me now, Dave. It's, It's a new me this year. I've already lost 38 pounds. What do you think of that? This year alone? This year. My yep. goodness. I got to get on your diet plan. 38 pounds I've lost here and uh TNA. Teach me teach me the ways cuz boy I feel fat after these last 2 weeks. Yeah, no, I need Oof. to. I'm off to a semi decent start. But resolutions, let's give you a preview of overrated, underrated, properly rated resolutions overrated you can chime in your uh items you maybe maybe you say resolutions are underrated what do you have for overrated underrated properly rated you can uh, text in right now at the city's one talk and text line 651-461-9226 your lindis construction time check is 1256 any questions about your windows? Why not go with Infinity for Marva Windows? The View. It's Barbara Walters' final show. So they bring Oprah on. You're thinking, that's good enough, right, Dave? You got Oprah. The great right get. There. Pretty good. Can we get Oprah later today? Working on it. Work efforting. And all of a sudden, Oprah reads off a who's who of female journalists who are at The View for one reason, Barbara Walters. It's not Joy. It's not Whoopi. It's not Oprah. It's just to thank Barbara Walters. No one else in the news business gets that goodbye the way Barbara Walters did on that particular morning. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 